Deontay Wilder is one of the best heavyweights out there. He might turn out to be the best of this generation. Hopefully, we'll find out. I've always been a big admirer of Deontay Wilder's fighting ability. When Deontay was still just a contender and in the early years as WBC heavyweight champion, it seemed as though the majority of the boxing community saw Deontay Wilder as a joke. Remember all those gifs and memes that used to go around of Deontay Wilder windmilling, of Deontay Wilder's feet leaving the canvas as he was throwing punches, of people making fun of his chicken legs, people saying that the first time he fights elite level heavyweight, he's going to get not only beaten, but knocked out badly. All those people who said that he would never fight Povetkin, he would vacate his belt rather than do that. And when the Povetkin fight got made, all these people saying that Povetkin's going to knock him out and destroy him. Remember all that? Well, if you remember that, then you may also remember that I was one of the minority of people who was constantly defending Deontay Wilder's ability as a fighter. I was one of the minority of people who were picking him to beat Povetkin. Those videos are still up. Go watch him. Go and watch my Deontay Wilder Arthur Spilka post-fight review. Not the aftermath video, the post-fight review. A lot of people did not rate Deontay Wilder's performance against Arthur Spilka. They thought it was a terrible performance. He struggled with Spilka, a guy who took the fight on about two weeks notice and was outboxing Deontay for long stretches in the fight before Deontay eventually caught him in the ninth round. And in that post-fight review, I said, I still think Wilder beats Povetkin. And I was catching a lot of heat because of that. But I understood that, okay, he struggled against Spilka, but styles make fights. Spilka can do certain things that Povetkin can't do and vice versa. So again, my history shows that I've always thought highly of Deontay Wilder as a fighter. I've always thought that this guy is one of the best. And as such, as a true boxing fan, like me, I want to see the best fight the best. I not only want to see Deontay fight the other champions, I also want to see him fight the best contenders, the contenders who have the best resume. That's what I want to see, because I'm a real boxing fan. I want to see Deontay's considerable ability go up against the considerable ability of other champions and other top contenders out there. The problem is... Most Deontay Wilder fans today don't want to see the best fight the best. Most Deontay Wilder fans today are not people who, like me, admire his fighting ability. No. Most Deontay Wilder fans today are part of what I call the Deontay Wilder personality cult. They will not accept anybody who only likes Deontay's fighting ability. No, as far as they're concerned, you have to like everything about Deontay Wilder. If you don't, you're the enemy. If you criticize anything about his personality, any of the decisions that he's made in his career, any of the actions he's taken, you're the enemy. You have to like everything about Deontay and worship him as some kind of deity. This is the attitude of the Wilder fanboys. Not only that, the majority of Deontay Wilder fanboys come across as dangerously stupid. They have an incredible disregard for truth, for logic, for reason, and I'm not talking about the music software. <laughs> A disregard for anything rational. Most of them come across, let's be real, as pea brain buffoons. And so you ask the question, why? Why are so many of Deontay Wilder's fans like this? It's very simple. 
They're just a reflection of Deontay himself. Deontay is a pea-brained buffoon, and therefore he attracts pea-brained buffoons. Now, it wasn't always like this because earlier on in Deontay's championship run, he wasn't so vocal. He didn't let so much of his personality out. Some people like Jarrell Miller would say that Deontay has changed. Ever since the Ortiz fight, his head has got gassed up beyond belief, so he's changed. Well, I don't know whether he's changed. Maybe he was always like this. He was just concealing it. But ever since the Ortiz fight, he's let it all out and he's revealed himself to be a complete moron. And as such, he's attracted these kind of people. <laughs> and he's now ha he now has this personality cult around him. These people, as I say, they don't want to see Deontay fight the best. They just don't. They might say they do, but their actions say something different. They make excuses for Deontay over and over and over again. When Deontay first became WBC heavyweight champion, with most of these Wilder fanboys weren't even following him, didn't even know who he was. But when he became WBC champion, his manager Shelly Finkel came out publicly and stated that they were going to keep Deontay away from Klitschko. These are facts. But when you ask the Deontay Wilder fanboys about that, you know, why didn't he fight Klitschko? Why was he kept away from Klitschko? They ain't got nothing to say about it. Their mouths seize up. They blow a circuit in their brains. <laughs> they can't deal with that. Deontay had had 33 fights by that point. And he couldn't step in with Klitschko after 33 fights? And these are people who say that Deontay is in charge of his own career, unlike, they claim, Anthony Joshua, who's just a puppet. Well, if Deontay's in charge of his own career, why didn't he fight Klitschko? Why did he avoid Klitschko? Well, it's either he was scared or he's not in charge of his career. It's one or the other. There's no other options on the table. He was either scared of Klitschko or his team was scared of Klitschko and they made a decision for him because he's a puppet. Then we move on to the Dylan White situation. Dylan White has probably the best resume of any contender out there other than Anthony Joshua and some would say Tyson Fury. Outside of those guys, Dylan White has the best resume of any contender. And as such, Deontay Wilder fans should want Wilder to fight him. They should want him to have a Dylan White on his resume. It looks good on the resume. Dylan White has beaten Joseph Parker. He's beaten Chisora a couple times. He's beaten Lucas Brown. He's beaten Oscar Rivas. They should want a guy with a resume like Dylan White's in the win column of Deontay Wilder's record. Dylan White offered Deontay Wilder career-high money several times over the past couple years to fight him, and Deontay turned it down every time. Deontay was getting chicken change against the Spilkers and Ariolas and Gerald Washingtons. He was making small money for these fights. He would have got three or four times more to face Dylan White. And most Deontay Wilder fanboys say that the Dylan White is an easy fight. The Dylan White fight is easy for Deontay. Well, if it's easy, and it's a career-high payday, and it's a great name to have on your resume, then why not take it? I mean, what's going on here, people? He should be jumping at that fight. If it's easy, great on the resume, career-high payday, what's stopping you? But of course, the Deontay Wilder fanboys, they're not logical or rational people. They're coming up with all kinds of absurd excuses as to why Deontay shouldn't fight Dylan White over the past couple years. They said that Dylan White has to jump through hoops of fire, basically, in order to get the fight win. 
it was revealed when it was exposed that Deontay had said to Dylan White in a private message, I'm going to freeze you out for two years, the Wilder fanboys applauded. See, these people have a complete disregard for the best fighting the best. They're not interested in that. They're just interested in preserving their Deontay Wilder personality cult. That's all they're about, these people. They're not real boxing fans. Oh, Dylan White has to fight this one and he has to fight that one. Well, what has Luis Ortiz done? You know, because one of the people who, pe you know, they were saying that Dylan White needs to fight to get the Wilder fight. Who had Luis Ortiz for in order to get the Wilder fight? Both times, absolutely nobody. Who did he fight before the Wilder fight? The first time, someone like Daniel Martz, I think it was. Then he'd fought, I think, Dave Allen, <laughs> Malik Scott. These are the people he'd fought before he got the first Wilder fight. Nobody. Same thing going into the rematch. He gets two voluntary shots at Wilder and he's fought nobody. In fact, while we're on that subject, Alexander Povetkin and Vladimir Klitschko also have much better resumes than Luis Ortiz, both as professionals and as amateurs. Povetkin and Klitschko, Olympic gold medalists as super heavyweight, were dominant on the world scene as super heavyweights for years in the amateurs. And as professionals, they've both been world heavyweight champion. Luis Ortiz can't say that. He's got nobody on his resume. But yet, the Wilder fanboys hold him up as if he's the number two in the division. What the hell has Luis Ortiz ever done as a pro? As an amateur, he was a mediocre Cuban. That's what he was. He was never one of the top Cubans. That's the reality of it. But they want to blow up Ortiz's resume way out of proportion. They've got a complete and dangerous disregard for reality, these people. And again, Wilder turns around and says AJ's had everything handed to him. When AJ has fought people like Povetkin and Klitschko, who are better than Luis Ortiz, more accomplished, amateur and pro, and they say, oh yeah, but Povetkin and Klitschko were old. Well, isn't Luis Ortiz the same age as Povetkin and Klitschko? At least the same age? More likely older. So you can't use that as an excuse. Klitschko was only one fight removed from a 10-year winning streak as unified heavyweight champion when he fought AJ. Povetkin had only lost once prior to fighting AJ. But again, they give him no credit for that because these people are not real boxing fans. They focus, oh, Tease, he's amazing. What's he ever done, amateur or pro, for you to say that he's amazing? People are full of it. <laughs> Gerald Washington, same thing. Who had he fought to get the Wilder fight? As a voluntary, nobody. Chris Ariola, who had he fought recently to get the Wilder fight? Nobody. Arthur Spilka, who had he fought? Nobody. Johan Duopa, who had he fought? Nobody. Eric Molina, who had he fought? Nobody. So all these guys who have fought nobody can get voluntary shots at Wilder, but Dylan White, who's got one of the best resumes of any contender, no, he can't get a shot at Wilder. At the time, it would have been a career-high payday for Wilder, a great name on his resume, and you say it would be an easy fight, so what's stopping you? But then, of course, you get the people saying, why should Deontay give Dylan White a shot? He's just failed a PED test. Well, didn't Luis Ortiz fail several PED tests? Yes, he did. In fact, when Deontay Wilder fought Luis Ortiz the first time, it was only about six months after Ortiz had failed a PED test. So if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. You can't use that as an excuse. Then we move on to the Anthony Joshua situation. Now, when Anthony Joshua lost to Andy Ruiz, 
Deontay Wilder was quick to get up on social media and declare that Anthony Joshua was never a true champion and that he had everything handed to him in his career. This is what Deontay said, words to that effect. Why is that so incredible? (laughs) Well, Anthony Joshua, in just 23 fights, has beaten the likes of Dylan White, Klitschko, Takam, Parker, Povetkin. These are the names he's got on his resume inside his first 23 fights. If you look at who Deontay Wilder has on his resume in his first 23 fights, it's just a bunch of cream puffs. There's not anybody with a pulse on Wilder's resume inside his first 23. In fact, it's worse than that. There's not anybody with a pulse on Deontay's resume inside his first 32 fights. Deontay was protected. Deontay was wrapped in cotton wool. Deontay was kept away from Vladimir Klitschko. Not only when Klitschko was champion, but even when Klitschko lost to Tyson Fury. Wilder could have fought him then. Klitschko was interested in the Wilder fight then. But he was kept away from Klitschko even at that stage. And AJ had to go fight Klitschko because Wilder wasn't willing to or his people weren't willing to let him fight him. And yet this guy has the audacity to say that AJ had everything handed to him. You know, Deontay is so delusional, it's remarkable. And again, his fans are a reflection of that. The majority of Deontay Wilder fanboys are utterly deluded. They have a complete and dangerous disregard for reality. Anybody with an ounce of common sense, anybody with a rational mind would know why it's so ridiculous for Deontay, a guy who never fought anybody with a pulse until his 33rd fight and was then kept away from Klitschko as champion. You would know why it's ridiculous for him to be pointing a finger at AJ saying he was never a true champion and he had everything handed to him when in 23 fights, AJ's got a better resume than Wilder still has now in 42. But reality, again, these people have a complete disregard for it. The truth, they have a disregard for it, as does Deontay himself. Then we get to the Anthony Joshua negotiations, when once again, the Wilder fanboys were encouraging Deontay to avoid the undisputed fight. They said they wanted it. Well, if they wanted it, and most of them think, well, they don't think, but they say that the AJ fight is an easy fight for Wilder. He's just going to blast AJ out of there. If that's the case, why did you encourage Deontay to turn down the $120 million DAZN deal? Why did you encourage him to turn it down? Not only was that more money than Deontay has ever even dreamed of in his life, but it was a chance of becoming the undisputed champion. These chances don't come along often in boxing, but there was his chance. If you are a real boxing fan, you would be saying, come on, Deontay, you got to take it. You can do a three fight deal or even just a two fight deal where you fight AJ twice. And Shelly Finkel said that it would only be a one fight anyway because he didn't believe AJ would take the rematch because he'd get destroyed in the first fight. Okay, well, cool. You think you're going to destroy the guy? It's an enormous amount of money. Take the two fight deal. What's stopping you? But Deontay turned it down. And what was the reaction of his fanboys when he turned it down? They all applauded. They applauded him turning down a career high payday and the undisputed fight. Now, this is heavyweight boxing, people. I knew that one of these guys could lose at any time. I've been saying it for at least a year or more. I've been making videos saying all these guys, Wilder, Fury, Joshua, they're all going to lose. And they're most likely going to lose to somebody who you least expect. So I knew that an upset was coming. I predicted an upset was coming for the past you know, year or more. 
And as such, if you've got an opportunity to fight undisputed, you take it. So all these Wilder fanboys who said AJ was frightened. Why did AJ offer, <clears throat> through the zone, obviously, the zone were the ones who approached Wilder's team because Wilder's team were hysterical and were not mature enough to be able to sit at a negotiating table. Mainly, it's mainly, in fact, Deontay himself who was so hysterical. So they sent John Skipper, the head of the zone, the guy who was fronting up the money or in charge of fronting up the money. They sent him to talk to Deontay's people and offer him 120 million. Almost, you know, potentially a once in a lifetime opportunity for generational wealth, for the undisputed, one face, one name. Deontay turned it down and his fanboys applauded. They're not real boxing fans, people. <laughs> They're part of this Deontay Wilder personality cult. They applaud when he turns down career high money in legacy fights. Fights against contenders with great resumes. They applaud it. They encourage it. You know, most of the, of the Deontay Wilder fanboys, they never wanted him to fight AJ in the first place. Never mind what they say. Look at their actions. I mean, look at Deontay's actions. After he turned out the zone deal, he did several interviews where he was saying, the fans need to be patient because the AJ fight will happen. We just need to build the fight up. These are the things he admitted to after he turned down the zone deal. He openly admitted that he was trying to build the fight up so he could get more money out of it. Now, that wasn't his strategy. That was the strategy of his team because Deontay's not smart enough to come up with any kind of strategy. His team's strategy was to try and push it, push it, push it, push it until the offers got astronomical and then cash in and then take the risk of fighting AJ. Wilder's not smart enough to come up with any kind of strategy like that. And his fans weren't smart enough to think about it in, in, form, in terms of a strategy. They just didn't want the Wilder-AJ fight at all because they were worried that Wilder might lose. Most of them thought that the Ruiz fight was a joke for AJ. That the AJ would just destroy the guy. That's how most of them fought. But since AJ got beat by Ruiz, now a lot of the Wilder fanboys are getting brave and now they actually do want to see Wilder versus AJ. <laughs> Wilder was talking about loyalty with Showtime, same as Wilder's idiotic fanboys. Oh, Showtime are loyal and this, that and the other. Showtime turned down the Luis Ortiz rematch. How about that? Where's the loyalty there? And now we move on finally to Alexander Usyk. Wilder in the past has expressed his desire to go down to cruiserweight and try and become undisputed there or win a world title there. For most of Deontay's career, he's been fighting cruiserweights. All of a sudden, Usyk, the undisputed cruiserweight champion, steps up to heavyweight, signs with Matchroom in the zone. And now Deontay and his fans are already coming up with excuses as to why Deontay shouldn't fight him. I mean, I saw some Deontay Wilder fanboy the other day make a video saying, Usek should avoid Wilder at all costs. What? So now, now they're pleading with Usek not to fight Deontay Wilder. You see, these people do not want to see the best fight the best. You think Deontay would destroy Usek? Well, you should want to see the fight even more then. Because that's a great name for Deontay to have on his resume. Why would you try and get in the way of the fight? Why would you encourage Deontay not to have the fight? Now, I'm not saying he has to have the fight right now. The undisputed fight, hopefully, is finally his priority. <laughs> but keeping hold of all the belts is difficult. So the winner of AJ Ruiz may well get stripped of one or more of the belts. The belts are all fragmented. The undisputed fight has gone up in smoke anyway. Again, which is why it was such a bad decision on Deontay Wilder's part 
not to take the AJ fight when he had the opportunity. Bad decision. With Usyk, Usyk might end up as WBO champion. He might end up, you know, fighting for one of the other belts if they become fragmented. Are we going to continue to hear Deontay say, oh no, Usyk's too easy. He's not a threat. What? So what are we saying? That Deontay only fights people who are a threat? Well, he already beat Ortiz. He's fighting him again. He fought Joe Washington. Was he a threat? He fought a washed up Ariola. Was he a threat? He fought Spilker. Was he a threat? He fought Duopa. Was he a threat? He fought Molina. Was he? He fought lots of people who we all knew he was going to beat. But yet, oh no, he shouldn't fight Usyk because he's going to beat him easy. There's no logic to the thinking of these demented Wilder fanboys. Usyk, an Olympic gold medalist, a much better amateur than Luis Ortiz. Fact. Fought in the same weight division as Luis, or Luis Ortiz as an amateur. So did Wilder, by the way. They were all fighting at 200 pounds in the amateurs. Usyk achieved more than Wilder or Ortiz. By far. He also fought in the World Series of Boxing. And as a professional, Usyk has been undisputed. What's Ortiz done? Ortiz is only a, an aged cruiserweight anyway. Was fighting it. When he was Usek's age, he was the same weight as Usek. And I'm talking about his real age. <laughs> Usek weighed 215 pounds. And what is he, 32 years old? When Luis Ortiz was in his 20s, he was fighting at 200 pounds. So there should be an incentive there. U Usek is a big name. If Wilder fights Usek, he's going to get more money than he would fighting the average voluntary challenger. The likes of the Spilkers and the Molinas and all those kind of guys, Ariolas, he get more money to fight Usyk. And again, if it's an easy fight, what are you waiting for? Take it. <laughs> but again, the Wilder personality cult are so petrified of Deontay losing that they will discourage him from taking on the Dylan Whites, the Usyk's, the Anthony Joshua fight for a long time. They were discouraging him from taking that fight coming up with excuses why I shouldn't accept amazing offers. <laughs> oh, these people are so dumb. And this video would not be complete if I didn't mention some of the clangers that Deontay Wilder has dropped in interviews and on social media. Some of the things which he's said that have led me to label him as a pea-brained buffoon. And I'll give you some examples. Deontay has said, on numerous occasions, that he gives certain fighters a shot at his title because he wants to bless them. He wants them to be able to make money for themselves and for their families. He acts as though he's this compassionate world champion who cares so much about his fellow fighters. He says that on one hand, and on the other hand, in the next breath, he says that it's his intention to kill somebody in the ring, to catch a body. He said to Dominic Brazil that he wanted to tell his son, I'm the guy who's going to cripple your daddy. Deontay has said that he wants to kill somebody on countless occasions. He's not trolling. It's not a joke. It's not just for promotional purposes. It's none of that. He means it. He has said categorically that he means it that he means what he says. He sat down on the breakfast club and said, I'm trying to catch your body. So how can you be acting as though you have all this compassion 
towards your opponent and you're so charitable and you want them to make money for themselves and their family. And then the next breath, you're saying you want to kill the opponent. Well, if they're dead, Deontay, they're not going to be able to spend any money. They're not going to be able to take care of their family if they're dead. If you can't see the idiocy in what Deontay Wilder says, then you must be just as idiotic as him. On one hand, having all this compassion towards the opponent, and on the other hand, being totally malevolent towards the opponent. The compassionate side of it, I don't buy it for a second. I don't think Deontay Wilder gives a damn about his opponent. The malevolent side where he wants to catch a body, that's the real Deontay, in my view. That's what he really feels. And then, another example would be when Deontay is so vocal and outspoken against drug cheats. He says, I hate drug cheats because... They could kill somebody in the ring. Deontay, you want to kill somebody in the ring. And you're worried about drug cheats doing it? You want to do the very same thing. (laughs) Again, if you can't see the buffoonery there, you must be a buffoon yourself. Deontay says the most ridiculous things on such a consistent basis. I don't know how else to describe him other than a pea-brained buffoon. The man who was happy to see a career-high payday go down the toilet and a chance, potentially a a once-in-a-lifetime chance of becoming undisputed, go down the toilet. He was happy, ecstatic. You can't see the idiocy there? This is a guy who was protected for most of his career, kept away from Klitschko, didn't fight anybody with a pulse for 32 fights. His manager came out and openly said, we're keeping him away away from Klitschko. And then he comes out and accuses Anthony Joshua of having everything handed to him. When Anthony Joshua's got a better resume in 23 fights than Wilder's got in 42. You can't see the buffoonery there? Well, you must be a buffoon yourself then. (laughs) It's as simple as that. I'll leave it there, people. If you're a real boxing fan like me, you just want to see the best fight the best. You don't start making excuses for Wilder turning down perfectly good fights, fights which would enhance his resume, fights which would help his legacy, fights which would give him career-high paydays. You don't start making excuses for that. Not if you're a real boxing fan. If you're not a real boxing fan, hey, you're going to do what you do. It is what it is. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. It's how I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today.